everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hello, New Point. I want to welcome each and every one of you. I want to give a shout out to all of our campuses. Those of you in Dover and Canton, Worcester, Millersburg, Coshocton, and Cambridge, I am so excited to be with you, and I welcome each and every one of you. Now, we're in this series called Getting It Right. It is so important to get it right. The road to your next step. Here's what we're learning. 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave an invitation. He said, come and follow me. Do you know that he still gives that invitation today? He calls you and I to follow him. And really, it's it's a metaphor of taking your next step in your relationship with him. He doesn't say, just come and be by my side. He says, come and follow me. He's asking them to take their next step. And really, when we accept Jesus Christ, as the forgiver of our sins, and we accept his invitation, he's saying this, come, come and follow me. Now, why is this so important, all right? Well, Paul tells us in Ephesians, he says this, it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Wow. See, this is why it's so important that we follow Christ, because as we take our next step in following him, We find out who we really are and what we're living for. Paul goes on to say, long before we first heard of Christ, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living, abundant living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and every one. You see, when we follow Christ, He's working out everything and everyone because he has a plan. He has a purpose for your life and for my life. And so the greatest legacy that you and I can ever lead, and we're going to talk about it today, is helping people take their next step to come into relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the greatest legacy that you can leave. It's not a monument. It's It's not a plaque. It's helping people take their next step in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we want to focus on attend and invite. That's the next step, to attend and invite. Now, Jesus says this in Matthew 4.19. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now, this is interesting, okay? Because Jesus says, follow me, and he doesn't say, I'll make you wealthier. He doesn't say, I'll make you wiser. He doesn't say, I'll make you more disciplined. What he says is, I'll make you fishers of men. I'll make you into someone who will be leading other people to take their next step to my invitation. You see, here's what I believe. 
If you're not fishing for people, you're not following Jesus. Y'all okay on that one? If you're not helping people around you take their next step in their relationship with Jesus Christ, you're not following Jesus. And one of the proofs that you are a true follower of Jesus Christ is that you are bringing people to Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus said, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Paul goes on to say, follow me as I follow Christ. And so now we're following Christ and we're asking people to follow us as we take our next steps so that they will be able to understand and know their next step. And so it's all about bringing people to Christ. That's your purpose in life. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. And when we follow Christ, we understand that his purpose is for you and I to be able to introduce other people to him and then help them take their next step. See, Paul understood this. Here's what he said. My life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for the finishing work God assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about God's wonderful grace, the wonderful grace of God. We talked about that last week. And so Paul is saying, my ultimate purpose in life, my assignment in life is the work of telling other people about the good news of the wonderful grace of God helping them understand, helping them take their next step. Paul goes on and he writes this. He says, I pray that you may be what? Active, continually doing this and sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Because what happens is it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Let me ask you a question. Do you have any friends who are still trying to find out who they are? Do you have any friends who are wondering what they're living for? See, Paul is saying, I want you to be active in this because you can help them take their next step towards Christ and they can truly understand their identity. They can truly understand their purpose in life. It's the most important thing that you and I can do. Billy Graham says it like this He says, If a man has a soul, and he has, And if that soul can be won or lost for eternity, and it can, then the most important thing in the world is to introduce the man to Jesus Christ. Wow. That's unbelievable. That is so, so true. That's why when you understand who Jesus Christ is, when you understand who you are and what you're living for, the natural byproduct of that is to take your next step to begin to invite people to experience what you've experienced and to be able to embrace Christ and follow him and take their next step. See, Jesus said it like this. Jesus said, wherever you go in the world, tell everyone the good news. Wherever you go. Basically, what he is saying is this. He is saying, this is a lifestyle. This is a part of who you are. Wherever you go, at work, at school, 
at the ball game, at the gym, at the party, wherever you are, at the cookout, at the wedding, at the funeral, wherever you go, tell people about the good news, the invitation to come and follow Jesus and to help them and invite them to take their next step. Now, I know what some of us are thinking today. You're just saying, Dwight, I'm not an extrovert. Okay, this is just not my cup of tea. I, I'm, I'm shy. I'm quiet. This, this isn't my personality. Well, here's what you need to know. Jesus never called you and I to be a lawyer. He never called you and I to argue on his behalf. He tells us that we are called to be witnesses. Now, what is a witness? A witness is someone who has experienced something and they share about it. They just share. They just share what they have seen, what they have heard, what they have experienced. He's not asking you to be a lawyer. He's just calling you and I to be a witness, and that's your next step. And so how do we do that? How can you and I ensure that we are going to be a great witness, to be able to spread the good news, to be able to share the good news. I want to help you with that today, all right? Here's the first thing. You have to learn it. You got to learn it. Learn what? You got to learn about the good news. Why? Because you and I have an obligation. We have an obligation to those people in our lives, the people that we live with, the people that we work with, the people that we play with, the people that we do life with. You have an obligation. See, Paul said that, that my life is worth nothing unless I fulfill the assignment that God has given me to tell the good news. So we have to learn about it. Paul writes to the church in Rome. He says, I have an obligation to those who are civil and those who aren't, to those who are wise and those who aren't. And he goes on to say this. He says, I am not ashamed of the good news. It is God's power to save everyone who believes. Wow. Now we have a saying around here. Everyone's going to spend forever somewhere. And so what happens is you have an obligation. You know, if, if, if you would know the cure for COVID, cancer, whatever disease you want to mention, and you kept it to yourself, that would be criminal. That would be awful. And so it is with the good news. But for you and I to be a witness of the good news, we have to Learn it. We have to become familiar with it. You see, here's what I believe. If you've been following Christ for any amount of time, I should be able to, to hand you the Bible and say, how can I accept the invitation that Jesus Christ gives me to come and follow him? Every single one of us should be able to do it. Mom, dad, you should be able to learn it so that you can lead your children and taking their next step in following Jesus. You see, God wants to communicate his good news through you. And so what you have to do is you, you have to be able to understand. So, so what does it mean to learn about the good news? Well, one is I have to help people understand 
and to admit that they're a sinner, that we've all sinned and fallen short of glory of God. I have to help them to understand that they must believe that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose again so that they could be forgiven. And then I have to help them understand that they invite him into their life by saying a simple yet life-transforming prayer. God, as much as I know how, and as much as I understand, I invite you in my life. That's the first step. There's many, many more steps after that, but that begins the relationship with God. So you have to learn it. You have to learn it. The second thing is you have to live it. Oh, this is so important. You got to live it. Long before you talk about it, you have to live it. Y'all right on that one? Here's, Here's what Peter says. Peter says, live such good lives among your unbelieving neighbors and coworkers and family members that they see the good things that you do and will honor God by believing. Wow. Wow. You see, here's what I want you to get. If they like what they see, they will listen to what we say. Did you get that? If they like what we what they see, they will listen to what we have to say. You see, before people will believe that Jesus is real, they need to know that you're real. Before people want to know if the Bible can be trusted, they want to know that you can be trusted. Before people want to know whether the message of the good news is credible, they want to know that you are credible. Now, I I, I hear this all the time, and it baffles me. The hardest people to, to win to Christ is our family. Should not be the case. They should be the easiest people to win. What does Peter say here? Peter says here, he says, live good lives. All right, let's go back to the slide. Live such good lives among your unbelieving neighbors and friends and family that they see the good things that you do and will honor God by believing. Wow. If they see, if if what they see they like, then they will listen to what we have to say. See, that's so, so, so important. And we have to understand that. See, Jesus said it like this. He said, the one who receives you receives me. And the one who receives me receives him who sent me. What is Jesus saying? Hey, Mason, if you're likable, you know what? They'll like me. If you're obnoxious, if you're rude, if you're full of anger, judgmentalism, you know what? They won't like me. But if they receive you, Mason, and you're following me, then they will receive me. And if they receive me as Jesus, then they'll receive the Father. So let me ask you a question today, all right? Here's the question that I want to ask you, and that is this. Does my life confuse or clarify what it means to follow Jesus? Y- y'all right on that one? When your son, when your daughter, 
when your spouse looks at your life, does it clarify what it really means to follow Jesus? Or is it confusing to them? So you got to learn it. You got to live it. And then we have to listen. You got to listen first, okay? And this is probably the most important skill in building friendships and relationships. You see, you will always win by listening more than by talking. You'll always win by listening to people than to talking to people. You see, here's what I know about all of us. It's true about all of mankind. Everybody has a desire to be listened to. Everybody has a desire to be understood. Everybody has a desire to have their feelings validated. And yet the fact of the matter is this. Few people really care enough to listen. That's why we go to counselors. You know why we go to counselors? Because <laughs> nobody will listen to us. So what happens is we can pay enormous amount of money to sit with somebody who is paid to listen to us. Because here's what I believe. Most of the things that's going on in your life, most of the things that's going on in my life, most of the things that's going on in the people's lives around us, they just need somebody to listen to them. Proverbs tells us that. Look what Proverbs says. Always listen before you answer. If you don't, you are being stupid and insulting. <laughs> see, see, here's what we need to understand. People don't care how much you know or what you know until they know how much you care. And one of the ways in which we can take this next, next step of inviting people to Christ and to be able to say, hey, embrace his invitation is to listen to them. Listen to the key to their heart. You say, Dwight, what's the key to someone's heart? I, I think it falls into two categories. One is an unmet need. They have an unmet need in their life. And they have a hidden hurt. They have a hidden hurt. See, you and I know that life is not fair. We live in a broken world. And so what we do is we need to listen to their deepest need or their deepest hurt and find out what the key to their heart is. Proverbs tells us this. It says, a person's thoughts are like water in a deep well, but someone with insight can draw them out. How do you draw it out of a person? You know what you do? You ask questions. You ask questions. That's how you find the key to somebody's heart. You ask questions. And after they answer that question, you know what you do? Tell me more. Tell me more. And when you do this, you will end up understanding or discerning their hurt, their need. And that'll give you the opportunity to invite them to take a next step with Christ. That'll give you the opportunity to help them to take the next step, whatever that is, in this invitation that Jesus gives all of us to come and follow him. You see, here's what we need to know. 
you can't love people without listening to them. To love, you have to listen. You have to listen. And so we need to learn the message of the good news. We need to live it. We need to listen first. And then we need to leverage our stories. You need to leverage your stories. This is called a testimony. A testimony. Maybe you're familiar with that word or not. If you grew up in church, you know. Give me your testimony. Give me your witness. And and you have stories. That's why I didn't say leverage your story. I said leverage your stories. You know why? Because you have many, many, many stories. You have the story about salvation, of how you, you experience God's forgiveness. You might have a story of health, of maybe you went through a, a time of where your health was in a crisis and God helped you through that. Or maybe you have a time of where financially you were hurting and God helped you through that. Or it might be a relationship, maybe with a spouse or maybe with a son or daughter or maybe with your mom or dad. And you tell the story of how God came and and brought healing. It might be a story about how God has helped you in your career or in your work. But we all got stories and we need to leverage them. Peter says it like this, be ready at all times. Be ready at all times. This is why you have to learn it. To answer anyone who asks you to explain the hope you have in you, but do it with what? Gentleness and respect. (coughs) See, he's not wanting you to argue. He's just wanting you to tell your story. Why? Because you're the expert on your story. Who can argue with your story? No one can. Because you're a witness to it. And so we're commanded to share our hope, not to bring forth a defense. So you leverage your story. You share with people. And maybe when you learn of their deepest hurt or their unmet need, maybe you have a story that you can say, you know what? I've experienced that hurt. I had that unmet need. And then you can leverage your story and always be ready. You can tell what your life was before you met Christ. Tell about how you met Christ. And then tell about how your life has been changing ever since you met Christ. Here's number five. You lead them. You lead them. What did we say? Attend and invite. Attend and invite. That's the next step that we're asking you to take. Do you know that studies have shown that people come to Christ more in a large group setting than they do on -on one-on-one? It's amazing. Studies have showed that over and over again. You see, when you share your stories with the people that you live with and the people that you do life with, what happens is you then invite them to attend with you to a weekend service. And when they come to a weekend service, this is why it's important that you make a commitment to attend. 
Because if you're not attending, you can't what? You can't invite. But when you attend to a weekend service and you invite a friend or a family member or a coworker to come and sit with you and listen, this is called a corporate witness. It, it has tremendous emotional and spiritual power. See, what happens is when, when you do that, it brings even more credibility. Because when they come and, and they meet with a group of people, no doubt they will see other people that they know that maybe they didn't even know was a Christ follower. And what happens is they, they begin to think, all these people can't be crazy. There must be a God. There must be a way. And so it's so important that we lead them. Jesus gives us this when he says this in Luke 14, go into the streets and invite, go into the streets and everywhere else and invite anyone you find to come with you. This is why it's so important that you make a decision to come to our weekend services, to come with you so that the house will be what? Full. Do you know that three out of four people say that they would go to a, a service if somebody would just invite them? And so what you do is, as you share your story, as you leverage those stories, you, you invite them to come and sit with you and listen to the good news, to practical messages. So let me ask you a question. If this is so important, if this is a next step in following Jesus, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. When was the last time you invited somebody to come set with you in one of our services? Here's what I know. When you do that, it'll change your whole perspective. Everything in you will change. You'll have butterflies. You'll be nervous because you'll, you'll be saying, you know what? I hope their kids love it. I hope the music is great. I hope the people are friendly. I, I, I hope Dwight or whoever is sharing doesn't fumble the ball. What happens is your whole perspective will change. You see, I, I love this quote by Penn Jeanette. Here's what he says. He says, how much do you have to hate somebody to believe that there is a heaven and a hell and not tell them? Wow. You think it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward. If I, this is him talking, if I believed beyond a shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you, and you didn't believe that truck was bearing down on you, there is a certain point where I would tackle you. And this is far more important than that. Wow. You see, listen, there's nothing more important than sharing your hope, sharing the good news. And what happens is, Many times we allow fear to keep us from that. And yet what we need to realize 
that God has given you his grace, his power to overcome that fear. Paul writes Timothy, a young man, and here's what he says. The Holy Spirit, God's gift, does not want you to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong and to love them and to enjoy being with them. If you stir up this inner power, you will never be afraid to tell others about our Lord. Wow. You see, God lives within you. It's his grace. It's his power. And his grace will give you the power not to live in fear of other people because it's the greatest invitation that you can give anyone to know their creator and find out in him who they are and what they're living for. You see, here at New Point, our goal is 25,000 by 2025. We, 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 we want to be able to help people take 25,000 steps by 2025. Whatever their step is in following Jesus, we want to be able to do that. And so what I've encouraged you is this. I've encouraged you to list five people that you love and to be able to say, by 2025, I'm going to pray, I'm going to love them, I'm going to listen to them, I'm going to leverage my story, I'm going to lead them, I'm going to invite them, and I'm going to believe that they're going to accept the invitation to come and follow Jesus and begin to take their next steps with him. So here's my question. Who are your five? I'd love to know. We'd love to know. And you, you can go to newpoint.org slash invite. And you can list your five there. And we want to be able to to pray for you and to pray with you that you'll always be ready to share the hope that you have. Why? Because everybody spends forever somewhere. Why? Because Jesus makes us better at life. That's why. And he makes life better. So make a decision to attend and to invite. Make it a priority to be here every week as we continue to unpack the fact that you and I are called to take next steps in our relationship with Jesus. Would you pray with me? Maybe today you've never been given that invitation to take your initial step with Jesus. We want to do that. I want to lead you of how you can say yes to the call of Jesus when he said, come and follow me. You can just pray a simple prayer. God, as much as I know how and understand, I ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins. Thank you for your gift of grace in the person of Jesus Christ who pardons and forgives me of all my sins. Fill me with your spirit so that I might be able to take my next steps in my relationship with you. For others of us, you know what? You just need to decide that, hey, you know what? I'm going to make the weekend service a priority. Listen, if you don't, listen, if you don't make church important to you, I promise you, mom and dad, there'll come a time of where your kids will not make God important to them. And you need to make that decision. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a decision to attend. And not only to attend, but I'm gonna make a decision to invite my family and friends and coworkers with me because this is the most important assignment that any of us have. And so, Father, we thank you 
that somebody invited us. Somebody shared their story. Somebody led us. And because of that, our life has never been the same. So help us to continue to follow you and take those next steps that you are inviting us to. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We want to say thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time.